take our Bibles, go to Luke 2, because I think you just can't get enough of the story of Jesus. So we're going we're to come at it again uh, for these couple weeks. This series called uh, Cosmic Wonder. Luke 2 is where we're going to begin. And I just encourage you to take out your insert notes that are in the bulletin, because you're going to want them just to take some additional notes. We sing of it, uh, Lord, uh, God coming down. It's really true. Um, it isn't that he came because of all the elements coming together, but in spite of everything, he still came. And we, we are in wonder about that. It is a cosmic wonder. We thank you that he came and was wrapped in swaddling clothes, became an infant, became one of us. Thank you for sending a Savior who understands us, knows us, but is strong enough to save us. And so it's to the glory of the King that we, we give these moments. Change our lives now uh, through faith and, and give us courage to face um, our week ahead because we know there is a Savior in heaven who sits at your right hand and who wants to rule our hearts. May he do that, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. I'm in chapter 2 of Luke, and then I'm in, let's pick up at verse 8. You know the story, in those days, Caesar Augustus, gives a decree he thinks he's all that he sets it out to get people to move and to tax them and so he calls it a census it's actually a taxation and uh, that gets joseph and mary to the right city which is bethlehem and they get there and they have this baby chapter 2 verse 8 and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks by night verse 9 and an angel of the lord appeared to them and the glory of the lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news. It will be a great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Verse 13. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Would you say it out loud with me together? And I want you to say it like you're angels will you loud boldly together verse 14 with me glory to god in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests that was wonderful you can go home today and say i'm almost angelic yeah i say what the angels say that's the story angels show up to announce it to some shepherds off to the hillside there's a lot to see, a lot to take in, a lot to ponder, isn't there? Mary treasured up these things in her heart. You could just imagine. But there's something more here than what we're just seeing. I hope you know that. There's a cosmic thing happening. There's a wonder that's happening. While there's a lot of action, they're moving from town to town, everybody else is moving, there's no room at the end, and they end up in a stall at the back behind the hotel. And... Um, and then shepherds come from a field nearby, and they're not the most notable of all people. They're out in the backwoods people, and they come only come because they were blinded by the light of some angels. And, and they, they, uh, they're the first to really greet the Savior, and, and, but there's a lot that we're not seeing. There's a lot that more, is more than can meet the eye. While we're looking at the action, there's a corresponding invisible set of plays that are taking place as well. When an angel appears, it says, go back to verse uh, 8. Um, there's shepherds in the fields, and an angel of the Lord, verse 9, appears to them. He'd actually been there. He just appears to them. And then again, 
um, a great company of them uh, come and and when they come there's a suddenly there's a, a heavenly host appears with the angel so there's a, a bunch of them now a myriad of them maybe hundreds so thousands of them um, but they were there they just made themselves known at that point have you ever been there uh, watching your children but your children don't know that you're watching you go upstairs and they're playing in their room and you step in you hear them playing and they're playing house or they're doing whatever and so you you look at, down the hinge of the door and you take delight as you watch but they don't know that you're watching them have you ever had that happen have you ever walked down the hall and had your kids in the bathroom in front of the mirror don't all all kids need is some water and a mirror right and they're they're entertained for a while this is not a hairbrush this is a microphone and they're they're just doing it yeah right and they don't know that you're watching but you, you just take delight in them don't you and then when you, they see you they all of a sudden they stop they start combing their hair or do whatever it is they're supposed to be doing angels were there all along just didn't know it I, I have good news for you you're a believer in Jesus you got angels some of you have more than one because you you really need <laughs> angels We're taken by angels. We love angels. We, we love the show. Touched by an angel. Remember that show? Angels in the outfield, angels and demons. And we have them in our houses. We have them uh, at the mantle over the top of a tree. We put them different places. 25 years ago, uh, Time Magazine put angels on the cover. And then a few years later, they did a study that came out. I think Baylor University came out with a study that said, Americans, by and large, even if they're not Christian, they still believe in angels. They like the mystery. They embrace angels. Why? because of the sentimental charm that they bring, the, the fact that there's a, a sense of deity without having to believe in a real God that's actually in the Bible. People like the angels that do your bidding. Mythology and mysticism all seem to contribute to the belief in angels. And some people will worship angels, which the angels don't really want, all except for one. One wanted to be worshiped, and his name's Lucifer, and he got thrown out. He's now known as Satan. But, but for most part, angels don't want to be worshiped. Um, C.S. Lewis says about angels, they're more like fairies, fragile and feathery. I like that. In screw tape letters. He writes, um, in, in the plastic arts of the symbols, they've steadily degenerated. Uh, Fran Angelico's angels carry the face and gesture of peace and authority of heaven. Later, there's this chubby infant. Isn't it true? Raphael did that. And then later, a soft, slim, girlish, consolatory angel of the 19th century art. That's, that's true. Um, but when the scripture, I, I like this part, I'm quoting uh, C.S. Lewis now, in scripture, the visitation of an angel is always alarming. Like, huh, that's why they always say, fear not. And it's true, read it. Every time an angel shows up, he's got to go, calm down. It's just an angel. I could bolt and kill you, but don't, don't be scared. Yeah. But... But C.S. Lewis, I love the way he ends this paragraph. He says, the Victorian angels, it's not that they say fear not. They say, because they're so soft, they say, they're there. <laughs> Isn't that good? They're there. It's not what an angel says. An angel comes in with bold, lightning boldness. You weren't touched by an angel. You were tasered by an angel. <laughs> There's a difference. <laughs> That's what that show should have been called. So what are angels? 
Angels are created beings. The Greek word is angelos. And uh, we get our word angel. It's not really a translation. It's more of a transliteration. The, the word actually means messenger. You're a messenger. You're an angel. Uh, Colossians says that they're created beings. Everything that God has is created in heaven and earth, visible, invisible, th thrones, powers, authorities. They've all been created by him and for him. In other words, the God has a purpose for them, just like he does for you. He has a purpose for angels. Angels are not flesh and blood like humans. They are spirit beings that occasionally take on attributes. And sometimes they show up as a person, but they're not really. They're still an angel. They're just showing up to do the bidding of the Father in heaven. And so they can put on clothes for a day, but really they're spirit beings. Being spirit beings, they don't marry. They don't have children. They don't have ancestry. They are really not saved in that sense, like we trust Jesus and we come into God's family. No, they, they are created by God for God's purposes to begin with. So we might want them for us to do our bidding, but they're always going to be doing God's bidding. So one of the natural questions is, when were they created? And the answer is we don't know, but we do know they were there at creation. Because when God created the heavens and the earth, Job chapter 38, Job asked the question, uh, where were you when the earth was founded? Verse 4, and the morning stars sang together, and the, the angels shouted for joy. Can you imagine? They didn't sing. Ah, boom, shout for joy. Wow. And I think if they were to sing, if angels were to sing, the song would be, we will, we will rock you. <laughs> Can you imagine? We will, we will rock you. Just think of a, a myriad of angels singing that. That would scare you into heaven to make you believe. It, 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 there, there's such power within the angelic force. Um, one of them, one day, decided his name's Lucifer, decided he wanted to be like the Most High. And Isaiah 14 says he was called the Morning Star and, and Lucifer, and, but he said in his heart, I want to ascend to the heavens. And God said, you can't do that. It's my spot. He says, I want that spot. God says, you can't do that. We can't both be here. You're going to be out. So he kicks him out. Lucifer takes with him about a third of the angelic host. Those are now called demons. So here's the deal. When Jesus was born and the Savior came, angels showed up. Why? As part of the bodyguard. Do you get this? There's a lot more than what meets the eye. This is a cosmic wonder. And there's enforcement taking place. You just, you just view it as all part of the story. And it is part of the story. But trust me, there's people in the crowd who are protecting the Savior, okay? I met a girl who used to attend here, and she was military, and she said one of my jobs was I would go overseas, and whenever we had a, a high-ranking official in one of the foreign countries, I would be in the crowd. But actually, I worked for the military. What? Yeah. If something were to happen, my job was, and she started to tell me what her job was in the military, as part of the protection force. Crazy to think there's that in the crowd. Now when I go to parades, I wonder who's on our side? Who's on their side? And I think I want to watch this at home from TV. You know, Just know there's a lot more than what meets the eye. So what are they like? Because of this, uh, because these angels are part of this uh, kind of a conflictedness piece, um, we have to ask ourselves, what are they really like? Angels are personal beings. They have, I, I call it three different things, intellect, emotions, and will. By intellect, what I mean is this. They, they have reasoning. First Peter chapter 1 says, even the angels look into these things. In other words, when they talk about serving and, and, 
and when you think about the gospel that's being preached and the Holy Spirit who came, even the angels are interested in that. They're thinking, they're, they have intellect. But not only that, they, have, they also have emotions. They, they are known to be filled with joy, Luke chapter 15. In the same way I tell you, there's great rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents. In other words, when the, when the day you come to Jesus, they have a party. They're, they're all about that, and it's, it's a loud celebration. They're very emotive. So there's intellect, there's emotion, and there's also will. They have the opportunity to choose. Angels can make a choice to remain with God or to rebel. And if they rebel, they know they're thrown out because that's what happened with Lucifer. Isaiah chapter 14, you said in your heart you'll ascend to the high, and God said, uh, you can try and you'll be thrown out, and he was. Now, uh, Daniel kind of ruins the story for us when we talk about Christmas and angels and all that goes with it. Daniel chapter 10 puts it this way. When Daniel sees a vision, <clears throat> angels are fluttering out. Because we think of angels fluttering with feathers and wisping and with a harp. Isn't that true, right? Yeah. Daniel chapter 10. I looked up before me was a man dressed in linen. You see, he looks normal like a person. But with a belt of fine gold, upaz, and around his waist. His body is like topaz. His face like lightning. His eyes flaming torches. Think of this. I think I want to back up. His arms and legs like the gleam of burnished bronze. He's stronger than you can imagine. His voice like the sound of a multitude. So when he speaks, it sounds like a crowd. Think of that. Hello, 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 hello. That's a big echo chamber. I don't use the word often, but this is, by Daniel's definition, this is totally awesome. This is a glowing, light-producing, emanating strength. It sounds like a crowd kind of person. This is larger than life. Interestingly enough, when Daniel saw the angel, if you were to keep reading Daniel chapter 10, it says, I, Daniel, was the only one who saw the vision. He's the only. So other people, they don't see the angel. Those who were with me, they did not see it. Verse 7 of, of uh, Daniel 10 but they had such terror, they were overwhelmed and they fled and they hid themselves. So they don't know why they're running, they're just scared. And Daniel is the godly one of the group, verse eight, so I was left alone, gazing with this great vision, I had no strength left, no, yeah, I wouldn't either. I had no strength left, my face turned deadly pale, I was helpless, he describes it. This is the godly guy. And when he meets an angel, it takes the life out of him. It just drains him. Why? Because it's so glowing. It's so powerful. It is totally awesome. So that's what they're like. So when people say, oh, I had a dream about a real nice angel. Probably not a biblical one. Probably not. Thirdly, what do they do? We're reading about angels from the, the birth of Jesus, and they're wonderful there. They're announcing the birth of the the Savior to the shepherds in the hillside. They're showing up at the manger. But they actually have other jobs that they've been carrying on for hundreds of years prior to the coming of Jesus. They, they basically do three things. They worship the Lord, they serve as staff, and then they are ministers uh, to, to humans. Uh, worship, for instance, praise him all ye angels, Psalm 148. Praise him the heavenly host. It's what they do. They, they laud honor and glory unto God. And they, well, they were calling, Isaiah chapter 6, calling to one another, they're saying... Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. Full of his glory. And by the way, in Hebrew, when the, whenever there was a repetition, 
it was, again, this is, it is, this is a crazy part about the, uh, the English translations, our word, holy, holy, holy. That's accurate, but it cannot give us the volume because in mathematical terms, it's like this. It's like holy, and then it's like holy squared, holy cubed. It's like way larger, louder, bigger, badder than you could imagine. So when he, when, whenever there's that kind of repetition, it's getting larger and more intense as it goes. So, what do they do? Number one, they worship the Lord. First Timothy chapter 4 says, the Spirit clearly declares that at later times there will be people who will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. There will be people who will leave. Uh, uh, and, and when they do, they, they cross to the wrong side. Do not do that, folks. Uh, because Satan uh, wants to take you down. He was, he's going to go down. He wants to take you down with him. Don't follow the lies that Satan presents. Oh, would he really? By questioning God? Yes, he would. Satan tried that. He tried it again in the Garden of Eden. Didn't work. So, uh, number one, they worship. Number two, they, they serve as God's staff. Angels execute God's program. And they can do this um, because this is, that's why they're created. So are humans are created to execute God's plan as well. But... These are spirit beings, and we are physical beings. There's a little bit of a difference between us and angels. By the way, if you've ever had a baby and you go, oh, my baby's an angel, I still say your baby is depraved. And uh, I was holding a baby recently, and uh, this mother thought, no, my baby's an angel. And I go, wait till, they, and wait till he starts to tease. When babies tease, that's when depravity comes out. Can I get a hallelujah, amen? You know, they, they break out blotches and fever and infections and they, they chew on your face and they just, they do anything to get relief. Um, babies are very self, so they're angelic. You think they're angelic, but down deep, still need Jesus. Still need Jesus. And, and they are, so that's the, that's the human side. You're, you're born when you're born, you're born a sinner. So you need the Savior right, right off the bat. Angels were created by God for God's purposes. It's a world of difference between humans and angels. So they are God's staff. They do God's bidding. Luke chapter 1. Angel of the Lord appears. This is to Zechariah, who's going to be really the father to the last prophet of uh, the coming of the Savior. And when Zechariah sees him, he's actually a priest who's worshiping. And he's supposed to be in a room by himself. And an angel shows up. That would scare you too. And an angel walks in and goes, Hey, Zechariah. And he does what every angel does. Do not be afraid. And Zechariah just about loses it right there. And he says, You and your wife are going to have a baby. And he says, I'm too old. We can't have a baby. And he says, And just for that, you're not going to be able to tell anybody. So he stuns him, can't talk. That's a nice angel. He didn't kill him. Okay? I don't want this woman to be a single mother. I'll let you live, but I will not let you talk. So they do, they do God's bidding. Thirdly, they are also ministers. They also serve. Are not all angels ministering spirits sent, Hebrews chapter 1, to serve those who will inherit salvation? So get this. If you're inheriting salvation, if you trusted Christ, you, you have a, a, an angel or maybe several angels on duty with you. These are, 
there's no evidence that says angels are just ministering to all people in all places. But this, Hebrews 1 tells us that they do specifically follow around Christians who are inheriting heaven. So the, these are not angels who are, are just going out doing uh, good in disaster areas. And they're not angels trying to earn their wings. That's a fallacy. Makes a nice movie, but it's folklore. Um, we do take comfort in knowing um, that God sends his angels to look after little ones, Matthew 18. We also take comfort in knowing that angels attend to us as adults, Acts chapter 12. And some believe that angels are actually assigned. I, I actually believe that. I think there's, you, you have some that go before you and, and some after you. Um, but, but when we get to heaven, it'll be cool to, to find out, you were my assignment? Oh, Wow. I mean, just think about that for a moment. Make you be careful where you go this week, you know? That was an evil laugh, and I'm taking note of that. <laughs> so what do they do? They act as God's staff, they worship the Lord, and they, they also minister. So how do they get stuff done? And they do it with incredible power. That's where I want to land. Because when these angels showed up on the hillside to tell the shepherds, you need to see this, the Savior's been born, this is a cosmic wonder. There's a lot more happening than what meets the eye. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. God is just. He'll pay back trouble for those who are troubled. To those who trouble you. And give relief to those who are troubled. And to us as well. And this will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven. And get this. This is, this is he, he's protecting us. And this will happen when Jesus is revealed from heaven in blazing fire. Get this, blazing fire with his powerful angels. This will happen. Slow down and read that again. This will happen when the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven. So he's coming down and it's on fire and there's angels. No one's going to believe you when you tell them that. That's how powerful they are. But we have written record that tells us this is probably true. Exodus, God's people traveled and had angelic guards. Second Samuel 24, an angel flew over a city, flew over a city and destroyed it. Just gone. Second Kings 19, an angel flew over an army and killed the army. They're called a band of destroying angels, Psalm 78. Daniel was in the lion's den and had an angel when he should have been eaten alive and yet an angel protected him there. So when angels show up at the birth of the Savior, that is no small matter. And I have good news for you. I think there's an angel with you if you're trusting Christ. Wow. Think about that for a moment. You have protection you didn't realize that you had. And, and, and by the way, see, if, if we were to... If we were to give the birth of Jesus, we would have him in a castle, right? We would have him in a castle or a big throne place, lots of gold. And, you know, that, and probably when Satan realizes what's happening and God is sending this king, Savior King, although he doesn't know what's happening, he probably went to the high points, the, the power points of the world at the time. And so by going to Bethlehem, get this, Satan doesn't realize he's already here on earth. Do you understand what's happening? He's doing an end around on Satan because Satan's looking for him in other places. By the way, when, when you find yourself in the pits 
of a little mm, backwoods town, and you think no one knows I'm even here, and you feel pretty insignificant about your life, understand God may have you there because Satan thinks you're over there. Does that make sense? He, he's actually protecting you. There's a great lesson in the sovereignty of God. <clears throat> Security forces are in place at this, and I, I can't emphasize that enough. This is a cosmic wonder, and this is going to work because God is in charge, and he is sending his son. His son is very vulnerable. He's going to show up as a baby so he can experience all that we experience, but we've got to get him to adulthood so he can get to the point where he goes to the cross to be the savior of the world. And so you, you, you don't want anyone to mess this up. And so God, what does God send? He sends angels. Three conclusions, and then we're going to pray. Number one, in this cosmic wonder, um, this conflict is primarily spiritual. There's a war for your soul, and that war predates you. So just know there is a conflict going on for your own heart. Secondly, when God sends his angels, he is sending uh, an incredible power. But I, I just think of the presence, uh, the fact that he even knows where to send them, and the fact, the fact that he goes before you. And then thirdly, we have access to the same protection. So take comfort when you're in trouble. God does not send a chubby, diaper-clad little angel with a bow and arrow to protect you. No, he sends thunder and lightning and blazing eyes. He sends fire from the sky that will jolt you. He sends an army angel. Think of that. Strong as a rock, glowing in the dark, fiery and shouting loud, and he sounds like a multitude. That's what you have going for you this week. Let's bow for prayer. And would you stand with me as we pray? I'm going to lead us in prayer, and it could be that you need to trust Christ. You can do it right where you're standing. He, Christ came into the world to save sinners like me, like you. But you have to open your heart. That's the war. And your pride will keep you away. You'll always want more answers for the questions that you have. And the answer is, that, is this. You can answer all day, and you still won't believe if you choose not to believe. I encourage you to trust the Lord today. If you want to pray with us, we'll be up front to the left at the close of service. But Father in heaven, this is uh, for us unpacking the cosmic wonder of the glory of your good hand of grace. Your program is beyond our ability to comprehend. And so even when we just look at one particular corner of the Christmas story, we're blown away by the incredible detail that you go to to make sure that we get saved, that we get rescued. We thank you that you covered every single detail to make sure that we know that we are loved and cared for. We thank you. There is no question that you demonstrate your love for us by giving to us Christ. And we want to embrace him and follow him this week. And we want to take a kind of a, a, 
a comfort in knowing that there's presence, but we want a certain confidence too. And this text gives us confidence to know we don't walk alone. We are not alone. There's an angel army that protects us, walks with us, and helps us meet the challenges of the day. And because of that, we face our, our week and our schedule, we face it with confidence, knowing that you walk in front of us and behind us. And no ill will come our way that you haven't already planned. And so we'll trust you for that. And when bad things do happen, we'll take them not because we want them, but because we know you're out for our good. And so we will take them and we will say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Even when you take, even when you give and when you take, we will say, blessed be the name of the Lord. So may we leave here as people who have a great amount of confidence, not only in you, but in your plan and your program. And so we trust you and follow you all the days of our lives. We pray this to the glory of Christ our Savior. In his name we pray and God's people would say, amen.